and hello. Welcome back to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, happy Friday. Happy 80 degree weather in New York. It is absolutely wonderful. How are you, sir? Doing well. Doing well, man. You ready to talk? You ready to talk about the defensive tackles? You ready to talk about Jalen Carter? Ooh. Yep. It's time for the discussion. It is time for the discussion. But before we get into that, there is one thing that I did miss on Wednesday's program because this is a fantasy show. I did give my thoughts on Odell Beckham signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Jake, now it is your turn. So let me ask you first of all, your initial thoughts about Odell Beckham going to Baltimore. Second of all, do you think that Lamar Jackson is basically guaranteed to go back there now? And then yeah, number yeah, three, yeah. where are you taking him in fantasy? Well, to answer the second question, yes. Lamar Jackson, like I suspected all along, will be back with the Ravens some capacity next year on a long-term deal. I'm not sure. But Lamar Jackson will be the quarterback of the Ravens. Odell Beckham Jr. in fantasy. I don't love it. I mean, how can you really love a receiver with Lamar Jackson? You still have Rashad Bateman there. And I'm sure like Demarcus Robinson or somebody will be annoying along the way. Mark, the offense will always go through Mark Andrews. I think he'll still always get his. Is that a dynamic enough passing attack to where there's a two to three mouths to feed that will both be needle movers in fantasy? I don't think so. I think Odell Beckham is like a sixth to seventh round guy for me in fantasy, and I won't get him at that price. So I guess I'm out on him. So I have Odell Beckham. I'm trying to see where I have him in my PPR ranks. In PPR, I have him as my wide receiver 55 at this moment in time. I'm pretty low on him. Um, I'm, I'm going to imagine that when Lamar Jackson does go back there, I'm going to move him up. He'll probably be in, in I would imagine he'll he'll be in the wide receiver 40-ish range, maybe tailing in as like a low-end wide receiver three in 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 full point PPR. Uh but let's just let's just play the game, shall we? America's favorite game. Who would you rather have? So in full point PPR, Jake, who would you rather have? Odell Beckham or Jameson Williams? Give me Beckham. Uh, give me Beckham. Probably, even though my rankings don't reflect that yet, I'll probably get there, and I'll say I'll say Beckham uh, over Jameson Williams. Uh, Odell Beckham or Juju Smith-Schuster? Hmm. Give me Juju. Give me Juju, but close. Odell Beckham or Cortland Sutton in Denver? Mm. Sutton. Sutton for me as well. Odell or Gabe Davis? Odell. Odell for (laughs) me. Not drafting Gabe Davis ever again. Here's here's one for you. I can't wait for this reaction then. Odell Beckham or the guy who isn't healthy yet, Michael Thomas. Wow. Beckham, because I don't ever want Michael Thomas again. Nope. Nope. And the last one that I'll that I'll give you here, the debate. Same team. Odell Beckham or Rashad Bateman? Beckham. I think it's Beckham. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they trade Bateman the night of the draft. I really I, I think there's a chance they trade him. I do too. 
I do too. I haven't heard anything to confirm or deny yeah, that. We didn't but... hear the Hollywood thing coming either out of Baltimore. They kind of do things under wraps. Yes. Yes, they do. It, it, it frustrates some people that, that, they, that they do such a thing. But yes, they do. Let me give you one more prediction too. Sure, go for it. I think the Jets are going to get DeAndre Hopkins. I think so. Interesting. I think so. I don't think there's a huge market for him, and I think they definitely do want another pass catcher. Yes. I can see it. And imagine imagine fire up DeAndre if that's the case. I kind of think we'll know where the Jets are leaning, depending on what they do in the first couple of rounds. Like well, I think DeAndre go... is going to be on a new team before the, before oh, the draft. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that if the Jets are in the running for a veteran pass catcher uh, with pedigree, we'll know. We'll know by about ten o'clock on Friday of the draft, because if they don't draft a pass catcher for Aaron Rodgers in rounds one, round two, or round three, then we'll know something's up. Yeah, wouldn't that be something if he has two first round receivers? I mean, Deion. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God. I wear fire up DeAndre if that's the case. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that would that would kind of stink a little bit for Garrett Wilson. I have I'd have to bump him down a little bit, but there's no doubt that you would have two Jets that are comfortably inside the top 20. And you would in, bump in Hopkins ranks. up, obviously, in your ranks. Oh, absolutely. Right now I have Hopkins as my wide receiver 28 in full. He he would have to be a top. 25 option minimum maybe oh top he would 20. be he would be a top 20 option minimum minimum yeah he would he would comfortably comfortably be inside inside my top 20 yeah comfortably we'll oh yes we will yes we will see so let's get into the interior defensive line ranks so jake Let's hear your top five and then your sleeper. All right. So the, the list definitely needs a little bit of an explanation after. Sure. But uh, number five for me will be Gervin Dexter out of Florida. Number four will be Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Number three will be Brian Barisi. It's a cool last name. Out of Clemson. Number two will be Kalaja Kansi out of Pitt. And I have to have Jalen Carter as my number one defensive tackle. As my sleeper, I went with Dante Stills out of West Virginia University. Let's have the discussion when you're done. <laughs> I'm sure we're, we're, we're heading there. But ju- just keep in mind, this was purely a football take a chance. We'll, we'll discuss. Uh, yes, we will. Yes, we will. We, we will most certainly have the have the Jalen Carter discussion. Um. I'm pretty pissed because you you took my sleeper. It, it was in fact Dante Stills, so we have to, we have the same guy. Uh, so we'll definitely have a nice little discussion about uh, Dante Stills. But number five, I have uh, Gervin Dexter out of Florida. Number four, I have Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Three, I have Brian Breesy out of Clemson. Two, Kalijah Cansey out of Pitt, and then number one, I have Jalen Carter. So we have the exact same five. We have the exact same top five and sleeper. And, and sleeper. And, and yeah. sleeper, perfect. The thing, so, the th- but here's the thing though with Carter. Can I can I yes. explain this to you? Absolutely. He's my number. He's my number one defensive tackle. But if I ran it, if I ran a football team, he's not on my draft board. <laughs> like, unless Interesting. unless I was picking like outside the top twenty, and I was like a Super Bowl contending team, 
where we're pretty like it, like let's just say like a Philly, an esque roster like that, where you're really set everywhere and you can kind of afford to fall on your face with him. But my goodness gracious, if I had a top ten pick, there's no way in hell I am taking that kid. No way. He might no. he might turn into be Aaron Donald. I'm still not taking him. I cannot take that chance because he's either going to be Aaron Donald or he's going to be out of the National Football League in two to three years. It's hard to disagree. It really is hard to disagree. And, of course, you know, Dalen Carter, this is all stemming from the arrest warrant that was issued uh, in about late February. Yeah. It wasn't was even the... that for me, though. It, that wasn't really the the – yes, we don't love that, obviously, but – Man, when you're throwing up and not completing drills at your pro day, what are you doing? That's like showing up to a job interview without your resume or showing up in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Like, this is a job interview. This is the biggest day of your football career. You couldn't of get your yourself in, of your life. What What the hell were you doing that you couldn't get yourself into shape to finish? Not, not, not perform well. Finish the drills. If you can't finish the drills at the pro day, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to perform at peak performance on a daily basis in the National Football League? How how are you going to be ready to play on Sunday for a full game? Like, you're getting you are being talked about as a top five player in the draft. We are looking for a franchise difference making talent here that plays ninety five percent of the snaps on the defensive line. If you cannot finish the drills on your pro day and get prepared to do so. I can't draft you. Like that's it. We, we we can't trust you, and trust is a big thing. I will say this: on a football field, for game time, Jalen Carter might be the most complete player in this entire draft. He's the best player in this entire draft. If we're talking about purely what we saw on tape, assuming that he had a great pro day, great combine, no legal issues, nothing, he's the best player in the draft. And the cleanest. And, and the, the cleanest. cleanest. I, no denying that. Still wouldn't draft field. him. I still, yes. I'm still not drafting him. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. Because they are putting the legal issues aside. Because yeah. that is obviously a ginormous red flag. I'll talk about that in a minute. But what he does on Sunday, that's one day. You need to be able to trust this kid is going to be able to show up for your meetings after games. Is going to be able to practice. There's no guarantee. And we're talking about a kid that, I mean, how how old is is, is Jalen Carter? He's got to be, what, 22? 21, 22? Yeah, I think he's 21, honestly. Uh, he, just turned tw- he just turned 22. Okay, 22 so maybe that's years why old. I had his 21-year-old kid. And we're having to have this conversation of, is he going to get rest days? Is he going to be able to practice on uh, on a full schedule? Yeah. Like, this is what we're talking about with, with guys that, like, with no disrespect to, to Calais Campbell and Fletcher Cox, but those are guys who have been there, done that, and are, are on the, the – they're basically riding into the sunset of their careers. This is a kid that hasn't even been drafted yet, and we're having to yeah. have conversations about – Oh, is this kid going to be able to just step on the field and practice and put in a, not even a full practice, a half decent practice? That is a ginormous concern. Listen, 
I understand people make mistakes. We're not perfect yes. people. There, th- People have made mistakes, obviously much bigger than others. I'm all for the kid getting a second chance. If, if you would have told me that, hey, there was the legal issue, but this kid wowed everybody in the pro, really looked remorseful and looked like he learned his lesson. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. I don't know how he interviewed with teams. I'm not, I, I, that's not, but if you're telling me that he did that and he knocked the pro day out of the park and just, all right, you know what? We moved past that. Fine. You can draft him as high as number one overall. This is obviously what the quarterback, but as the best player, non-quarterback player in this draft, go on ahead. That's how all my mocks were before all this stuff started, mm-hmm. but it couldn't be any worse for him. That's the thing. It's not even like, yeah, that's not great. It's no, this is god awful. All over. how is a team going to draft this guy inside the top ten? H- how? Just I don't. Can know. you explain that to me? Like, what team? If we look I at can't. the top ten, maybe the Raiders because they're that type of franchise. And even right. though there, I did see a report. I, I'm not connected with anybody out of Vegas, obviously, but mm-hmm. I did see a report that said though that the Raiders will not draft this guy. And I also see that he's in for a top thirty visit. So I'm not sure what to believe, but you know, I mean, look, there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top 10, right? Six teams. You look Detroit, they taking this guy. Maybe I can see Dan Campbell thinking that he can, he can make this guy a player and make him buy into what he's doing. I could see it. And they're, they have the need outside of them. Atlanta. Nah, I don't see it. I don't think Arthur blank is in that business. The Eagles. No, they don't really have the need. They just drafted uh, what's his name last year. I'm I'm drawing uh, the blank true. right here. No, the kid true. from the kid from Georgia last year, Jordan, uh, Jordan Davis. Da- Jordan Davis. Yeah. So they don't really, and they they just brought back Fletcher Cox too. So right, right. But he 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 has to go to a place that is really gonna. Someone's gonna, you know, D- Detroit would be the team in the top ten that I think would take him. But I yes, think they and- really need secondary help and and some other issues. Um, uh, agreed. Agreed. They addressed some of their secondary issues with with uh, with free agency. Yeah, but not very good ones though. Not very exactly. Not very good ones. They not just long, traded Jeff Okuda. Ones. Right, and they just traded Jeff Okuda as, as well. They, they could be like an edge rusher team though. Like I could see them getting like a Tyree Wilson or a Lucas sure. Van, even a Lucas Van Ness. So sure, um, absolutely, or, or taking one of one of the corners with Gonzalez or or, or Witherspoon. Um, yeah. But that is exactly in my mock where I have Jalen Carter going. Is Detroit at six to Detroit. Yes. Yeah. Listen, if Detroit doesn't take him, I don't have the order up ahead of me. I'm I'm not finding a a team. The Jets aren't taking this kid. I don't think. I, no. I there's no way. You know, this is this isn't no. No, I, I'm I, I'm pretty I, confident I, in that one from the folks I, I've touched base with. And honestly, I mean, I'll just tell you from what I've heard. I've heard from people that have been connected that are connected with seven or eight teams. Um, that I've been able to touch base with on Jalen Carter, and they've give they've given me very non-committal answers, and I would make a very good bet that if I went and asked them to give me an answer in February, early February about Jalen Carter, they would be raving about him. So the fact now we've got we've gone from consensus, no doubt, best player in the draft. You could definitely see him being taken over a quarterback to now here we are having to determine, okay, where where is his floor? And if the floor drops out, where does the slide kind of stop? Um, I could tell you right now that there are teams that I've 
heard about in the 20s that if Jalen Carter were to fall at a certain point, that those teams would potentially consider trading up and giving up a, not a significant amount, but doing what's required to go and get Jalen Carter if he were to fall past a, cer- past a certain point. I'm going to be on, yeah. I I would not be surprised, and I, I, can see and the I know that I'm, 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 the, I'm the Dallas guy here. That just seems like a, a, a Jerry Jones prospect. When's the last time Jerry's traded up in the draft? It was Morris Claiborne, right? Uh, I believe it's it was Mo Claiborne. Yeah, I think that might have been it. I'm looking at the draft board here. I think I think the Texans would take him too. I really do with D'Amico Ryan's in there at at at, at twelve. Yeah, I at can that, see it. That could um, be where where the slide could stop. I'm not taking him though, man. Yeah. Listen, if you got like a five or six year deal in the NFL, or you're you're a guy that has really good job security, and you can swing it. God bless you. I would probably do the same thing. But hey, if I'm a coach on the hot seat, or no, you can't. You can't. I, I don't. I don't see how you can. No, I, he's it, a great. It, he's a great player, though. I, that's what I want people to understand. Is like he's not just well. There's so there's so much untapped. No, no, no. We saw we saw all this. There's not like oh, this is a great athlete here, and uh-huh. if he got his head out of his ass, he can be great. No, it like he was great. <laughs> so. Oh, the 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 tape with him is glowing. Yeah, very ge- nothing. Like, very special. There is nothing wrong with the tape. Much the better tape. than the kid last year. Yeah, the they're much the better most, than the kid last year at Georgia. Yeah, they're much better than Davis was last year at it. Yeah, like yeah. oh yes, night, much much better. <laughs> yes, but that but now the problem is, can he be the whole package of what and a we don't know football player is, and that is really the gauge that I've gotten and. The interview process with him, and I knew there was something else that I wanted to say, and and I nailed it. The interview process with him, I've heard, has been very meh, which is not good. They're not asking him easy questions. No, they can't. You can't. And so just by default, I can't really see him making the greatest impression on every single folks that he meets with. You know what I'm saying here? Agreed. Agreed. And I, I've heard there have been teams in the top 10 that have really grilled them. And again, the, the results have been very meh. I'm sure. I know there are at least three teams that nowhere specifically, but there are three teams that I know of that don't even have him on their board because of wouldn't be legal, on mine because <laughs> of the legal issues. Yeah, the legal. It, listen, that doesn't help, but. It's more so the 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 pro day and and the yeah that that was a big that's it like can't yeah. draft them for me. Well, there there were teams that I took that took him off without sure. even, without even the pro day. I'm I'm sure there were. I was and he then, was that great of a player for me where I was willing to look past that. I don't sure. want to say look hey, past that, but me too. I'm like let's let's see how it goes. He needs to interview well. He needs to test well. He needs to have a good work. No, he need what he needs to do is he needs to have like a private workout before the draft and really prep himself for like a second round of interviews with folks. That's what he needs to do. I, will he? I'm not sure. One million percent. What one million percent? He he needs to. He needs to do something. Start start over um, while he yeah. Can. Unless somebody told him, hey, you're our guy, you know. Correct. Unless that happens. And, and the fact that if he we'll, – we'll pay attention to what he does. If he does nothing up until the draft, there's probably a very good chance that somebody told him, hey, we're You're picking here at number whatever inside the top eight. 
Yeah. You're not getting past us. So, Correct. you know, let, let's not do that. So you, you almost don't want him to do that to give anybody else any ideas. Right. And, and and I haven't heard that anybody has said that. But then again, I have never heard in my life, in my career of someone giving me a scoop and saying, oh, yeah, my team told this guy that if he's there, we're taking him. Yeah, I no, heard that, 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 that'll never get out. It, now, that if will, pick, exactly. Yeah. That, it, listen, that may get out picking, after the fact. But yeah. Before. No, hard, hardly in, inside the top three. You might hear that because there's not really much, like really the first pick or two because no one's going to really trade up. Right. That's right. why that doesn't come out. Right. And I, and I think, you know, there, there, I think there's a pretty good chance that, you know, we we get an idea of who's going one, who's going to. 48 to 20, 24 to 48 hours before the draft. That's, nor- that's normally how it goes. There's normally something that comes out and we know who's going where. One, two, normally that ends up, that does end up happening. But then outside of that, it's a complete crapshoot. And like Jake said, he's 100% correct. That will never, ever come out before a draft that, you know, I'll get a scoop or anybody out there will get a scoop where, Oh, so and so was told by so and so that if they fall, if they fall to number nine, that they won't slide past number nine. Like that'll that'll never ever come out, ever. And if it if it does, I'd be I'd be stunned. It, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but again, Jalen Carter, film terrific, Sunday player, he'll be there. But it's what's going to happen Monday to Saturday. That is the biggest concern that I have, that many scouts have, and many teams have that don't know whether or not Jalen Carter can be relied upon as a head down, grind it out, going to work, going to put in the effort sort of player, not in game mode. Because in game mode, you get him there, this dude is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. But we've had these kind of situations before where guys do something in the buildup and they take a bit of a tumble. Carter could be another one of those. And the most famous example possibly of all is the whole Laramie Tunsil situation. And look where Laramie Tunsil is now. He has been paid twice as the highest paid tackle in the league. I'm still convinced some team put that out there like in hopes that he fell to them. Oh, I am completely convinced that his, that his representatives put that tape out there or a team put that out there to try and get him to fall to them or that the, his team put it out there so he could fall to a certain spot. 100%. It, it didn't work out. Uh, went to Miami, then was traded to Houston. But he's been the highest – he was made the highest paid tackle in the league well, he, was, he was traded for a mother load of draft picks too. Oh, yeah. From oh, Miami yeah. They, to Houston. They're still they – just, they just completed the, the, whole, the whole trade last year. And two of those picks – Turned into Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So at the end, at the end of the day, it worked. It, it worked out for Houston because they got themselves an anchor at at left tackle, and Larry Tunsil probably is the best tackle in the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that worked out for Houston, but okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess they didn't completely lose the trade, but I they didn't I think lose I'd the trade. The but obviously, with what happened with Miami, Miami was able to build, uh, get two very very solid receivers and more uh, out of that. So let's. We, I think we've killed probably about 20 minutes talking about Jalen Carter, but that Jalen Carter discussion was going to be long-winded, um, as as we know, because there's a lot to just sort of break down when when talking about him. Um, so now let's go to 
Kalisha Cansey out of Pitt. Jake, a lot of a lot of comps have been made because of the alma mater to Aaron Donald, how they play the same position, blah, 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 blah. He's not Aaron Donald, but he is very, very, very impressive. Nonetheless, and one of another another set of tape where I was like, wow, there's nothing on here that made me go crazy where I was like, ooh, this is like he's got something in here that's elite that I that I just absolutely love that nobody else has. But there wasn't anything on the tape where I was just kind of like, okay, he does this wrong. The only concern with him that I have is is size. That's it. Definitely a little undersized for me. Um, presents some issues potentially in the run game. But he can be a force on the inside of your defensive line, like against centers and guards, against man-to-man blocking. Like, he's a powerful man. Like, for a guy that's not the biggest of the bunch, I think he makes up for that with a lot of he, – he kind of is like an edge rusher, if that makes sense. Like he, It's like an edge rusher playing defensive tackle that's a little bit bigger for me. So I think he needs to polish himself a little bit more against the run. And his overall instincts to me need to get a little bit better, uh, particularly in the run game again, like I just talked about. But I agree. I, I think he's getting overlooked a little bit too, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be a, a good steal for a team um, in this draft. So I'm trying to see if I have Kalaja uh, Kansi as a first-round pick. I don't, but he could potentially be one. Yeah, I definitely think he's right on that cusp of where he could definitely sneak into into the first round. The productivity was off the charts with him. He is a classic one gap defensive tackle. That's it. He could play. He could play nose, and he could play at your just strict uh, defensive tackle spot. Uh, Nineteen sacks over the past three years. Production, like I said before, good. Super strong, like especially in legs. Like holy crap, he could for even though he is undersized, he could move people. Granted, he was in the ACC, so you could talk about the level of competition that you want, and it's understandable. But you can only play to the level that you're up against every single week. And Fancy did; he came through, and he was able to stick out uh, really, really well. Uh, again, the comparisons to Aaron Donalds are are there. The similarities are pretty telling. Um, both ran the same time in the forty. Both weighed in about two hundred eighty pounds, and both are six foot tall. I don't think Cansey is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald for me was a top ten prospect when he was drafted. Cansey uh, is a borderline first round pick for me, um, but it's apparent. That Cansey has the athletic ability, speed, the technique, and the instincts that are required to play at defensive tackle or at nose tackle at the NFL level, which will inevitably overcome the lack of size that he, that he brings to the table. I like him a lot, and if a team does draft him in the 20s, I really would not be surprised, and I would be very, very happy because they'd be getting a heck of a, fo- of a football player with a clean, clean tape, and we're going to make the comp, but here it is. He is also much cleaner off the field than Jalen Carter is. Well, <laughs> is that really Not saying, saying much? Not saying yeah. much, I know. Uh, I completely agree. 
And I honestly, though, you could say ACC, the competition, the ACC is not, it's not like the Midwest or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. It's, it's not, it's not the big 12. It's, it's not the Pac 12, but people are always going to say, oh, but the big 10 and the SEC, that's the, that's the gold standard. You know, it's, you can only play what's in front of you. I and, agree. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's it. So, Let's go to our number three, and that is Brian Breesey out of Clemson, a former five-star recruit. The main issue with him is the ACL injury. And is he going to be the same player that he was before the injury? Because before the injury, we were talking about a no doubt about it, top 15 to 20 pick. And that may even be very conservative. Like he, we were talking about him potentially being a top ten talent, but then the ACL injury happened, and now there are definite questions about him. But I think you put him on a strong defensive line, and he'll be able to make things happen. Right now, I have Brian Breesy mocked twenty sixth overall to Dallas, and I think that that fit right there. In between Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and playing in front of uh, Leighton Vanderesh, oh, that could be a really, really, really good fit for him. So I'm curious to see where he goes because, again, there are plenty of teams that think that he's got the talent still to be a top 15 pick, has the size, 6'6", 298, has the experience of playing at a top program at Clemson. But then again, here we are with the with the injuries. If you want anybody that's going to give you the absolute perfect physical attributes, Brian Breesy is your guy. The elite power and the agility are perfect. It, again, comes down to the health and where is the knee at. He's a disruptor in the run game already. I think that's definitely what sticks out the most. Mm -hmm. um, he has the ability to be disruptive, but not a lot there quite yet. Um not in terms of production. It's not just we don't always just look at production as well. You just personally didn't see it. You don't see, oh, well, he was close there, but that that was a really good move. No, it's it's very vanilla and very meh in terms of his ability to get to the quarterback from inside the pocket. But he's a plug and play defensive tackle against the run if he's healthy. And then when you factor on the defense, the excuse me, the torn ACL, it's just like yes, he, he's he's ready to go right away as a run blocker, but is he that much better than everybody else? So it's a big question. It's 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 a, it's a, it's huge a big question. question. I'm not sure. Uh, listen, there's a lot of people that are high on him though, man. I, I've I've heard that there are people that have him inside like the top 15 picks. Like they're yes. they're pretty they're high on him. So maybe they're seeing something that I'm not. But I didn't see somebody that I've seen this type of prospect before. If that makes sense. Sure, And it, it equates to a good pro, but not a, oh, well, you know, this is a perennial all pro, perennial pro bowler. And when you factor on the ACL, it's just not really for me. It, it It's a risk that some teams may not want to take. But then there are teams that will say, you know what, we believe in the talent. And the talent is absolutely there if he can prove, if he could prove the health. And he could play anywhere on the on the defensive line. You want to st stick him anywhere, and he's going to be able to make to make plays. Uh, the movement skills, the motor that he has to extend to to clean up extended plays. This is like a, this. It is 
as clean of a prospect as you want if you're taking away the fact that he's coming off of a torn ACL and you don't know where he's at. And that's the biggest concern. Uh, outside of that, he's pretty damn clean. But it comes down to the health of the knee, and we have seen teams before not take a chance on a guy that's coming into the show already banged up. We've seen it before. We're going to see it again. I just hope that Brian Brees is going to go to a spot where he's able to grow. He's able to heal up and a team is not going to be able, not going to want to rush him back into action right away, which is why I think a 26 with Dallas could be a great spot for him. They have the defensive line already sorted. Then you add Brian Breesy potentially to that mix. Ooh, that could be a really, really good spot if that was going to pan out. And then even, even some other spots in like the in the late twenties, uh, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, potentially Minnesota, Baltimore. Those could all be really, really good fits for him. And then also teams teams in the teens as well. I've heard I've heard teams that are in the starting at around around ten overall that have been looking at Brian Breesy and just looking at the medicals and trying to figure it out. And that's the that's the biggest thing with him is teams that okay the medicals. He's going to be on their board, and odds are will be very high on their board. If you have teams that don't really okay the medicals, think the medicals are spotty, he's going to fall. And it just it's just a matter of which team is going to be the team that goes out and takes that risk to want to, to bring in Brian Breesy. But he's as clean he's as clean as they come as far as far as a professional football player goes. So then, at number four, we both have Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. Again, very very clean tape massive massive human being at uh where's his measurable six three three twenty three just absolutely enormous crazy body athletic. in the middle <laughs> yeah a crazy athletic too for for someone his size which is absolutely insane but for someone that is as big as he is he is a bit a bit stiff he lacks that flexibility um the ball location wasn't exactly the best a bit inconsistent as a tackler, but was still able to make some really impressive tackles. Needs to be cleaned up a little bit at the next level. Um, you're not going to find many offensive linemen, even in the NFL, that are going to be able to contend with a guy that is, is clocking in at almost 330 pounds. That's very, very hard to try and contain. And I think any team that's going to be in the late 20s will be would be very, very wise to give Mozzie Smith a look. Yeah, I agree. I think he's your prototypical big body in the middle where you hope he can develop some type of value as a pass rusher. Yeah, I think anything that you get out of him with pass with pass rushing, I think is is he's, a, he's an early down player, especially from the bat. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think anything, like I said, anything you get out of him with with pass rushing rushing numbers is is gravy. Uh, he's a classic run run stuffer with a ceiling that. If, if I were to say to you that he ends up being the best defensive tackle in this class, I don't think that would necessarily surprise anybody. Maybe it would with Jalen Carter and how he is on the football field. But again, the off the field stuff, which we've mentioned about maybe 1.7 million times uh, in this episode. But uh, Mozzie Smith is as clean as they come uh, in, in that department and has the potential to do even bigger things at the next level, which... 
I think any team that's in the back back end of round one definitely has to give him give him a a, a look and a as for some serious consideration as well. And then Gerben Dexter Senior out of Florida, uh, good strength, good balance, uh, hand usage was good, upper body strength was good. The physicality was there. He's ready to play at the NFL level. He's a plug-and-play defensive tackle at the next level. Uh, against the run, he's fantastic. Needs to prove in, in the pass rushing department a little bit. Uh, the lateral agility was very, very good. Uh, he can cover two gaps and has good closing bursts when moving down uh, the defensive line and in pursuit of the ball carrier. I like that a whole heck of a lot. Is able to track the ball really well. Doesn't miss a ton of tackles. Can play as a nose tackle in a 3-4. Could be a classic defensive tackle in a 4-3. Uh and outside of that, really just the negative, the negatives with him doesn't really have the pa- the best pass rushing moves in the world. It all comes down to pass rushing. Really, he's not explosive enough to the pass rushing department. Um, he really didn't test well all that either. And there was some hype around him going into the combine that they were really excited to kind of see him test. And he did not test at well at all. And this is a guy that coming out of high school was a no doubt five star. So the talent is there. It's just a matter of putting it together. And he did not put it together consistently enough at Florida, but the talent is off the charts when he does put it together consistently. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think this is a guy that, you know, on day three, a team is probably going to think, hey, we could turn this kid into a player very early. I would say like fourth round, maybe even can sneak into day two. Um, because like you said, there are the raw tools, but it's just did not equivalent to any type of production or abilities to where he's finding himself in the upper echelon of defensive tackles. And then finally, Dante Stills out of West Virginia. Jake, what was the thing that popped off for you with Dante Stills? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think that maybe the school might be why he's not being talked about more. But in terms of just an absolute... I don't want to call him like an absolute gym rat specimen or, you know, rare breed, but I thought he just had a really good balance in his game to where, you know, he can rush the passer. He can, you know, clog gaps and be a force in the run game. It's just, he did everything pretty well. And he was more of a balanced prospect for me. Whereas with these, some of these other guys, it's okay. Well, you know what? He's a first and second down player. He's useless in the pass game. You know, this guy, well, you know, he, he needs to, maybe bulk up a little bit, may need to be able to track the ball a little bit better and be more instinctual against the run. No, like, no, this this guy can be a three-down guy for me. Maybe not the greatest athlete in the world, but he was a good enough athlete. So this is a guy where I think we look back and he gets drafted much later than some of these other guys, and we think, hmm, that's a damn good player right there. He's making, you know, over $8 million in free. I don't know, like, I'm not talking like, yeah, this is going to be one of the best defensive tackles in football, but do I think he's going to be a good pro that's on a on a good football team that takes a chance on him? I do. I, I most certainly do. He's the type of guy that finds his way to a good organization for sure. Yes, everything about him is that he's just a high-character, high-motor player. Uh, he's not the guy that's going to wow anybody with his uh, workout numbers. That's just not who he is. But if you're looking Even though for he guys, was a good athlete – he was all he's right. A good, yeah, he's a good athlete. That's that's what he is. He's a good athlete, but he's going to go onto the field and he's going to make plays. And it's not going to be flashy. It's not going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen. But there's no doubt he's going to stuff the stat sheet. And at the end of the day, you're looking for a guy that's going to be a, cons- a consistent two, three down player in the National Football League as a defensive tackle. 
that's kind of what you're looking for um, with Dante Stills. Um, again, yes, you could talk about West Virginia and, and, and say maybe that that is what kind of holds him down a little bit. I'll be interested to see where he ends up going. Um, there are plenty of people that do believe that he'll be drafted in the mid rounds. I've heard some team, some, some uh, people say that there are teams out there that may believe that he's a late round pick, if not undrafted free agent. And it, listen, any team, any team that gets a hold on him, uh, they're going to be very, very happy with, with, with what they get just because he is so productive on the football field. And that's what we lose sight of sometimes is the measurables. Yeah, they're important, but guess what? You want guys to go out in the field and make plays, and that's what Dante still does um, at a very, very, very high level. Uh, and he did so at at West Virginia. Um, now that we look at teams that could potentially use some interior defensive line help, uh, we mentioned the Detroit Lions. They could use it. The Seahawks, Jake, you think? Yeah, I mean, they just lost Jefferson and Al Woods. They're going to lose, so. Yep. Uh, Houston? Yeah. Houston, Houston could use some help Some help there. Um New York Jets most certainly need help. New York Jets could most certainly uh, fill that hole. T- absolutely. Uh, Baltimore could could use some help there. Uh, the Giants are never going to be content with having as many trench guys as humanly possible. So that is always going to be a fit. Uh, Dallas could de- absolutely use an interior defensive lineman. I think Buffalo could definitely use one. Cincinnati could use one. New Orleans could definitely use one and after they lost David Onyemata to um, Atlanta in free agency. That yeah. could be a, a fit for sure. And even Kansas City, if you want someone else someone else to play next to Chris Jones, that could potentially be, be an option as well. Yeah, buddy. So, Jake, any final thoughts on the defensive linemen, the interior defensive linemen? And we are just about closing in on uh, – on Mock draft time. No, nah, man, it's just it just depends where Carter goes. I think that's that's really what I'm looking forward oh, the most. Yes, that is going to be but, the yeah. That's going to be the multi million dollar question. Literally. He's either going to have a very like colossal fall, or we're going to sit back and say, "See, like we over we over analyzed it." It's going to be no middle ground to me. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And again, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and we are just about closing in on on two weeks until the start of the draft so that's going to be it for this edition of the baseball talk podcast fantasy show we'll be back on monday we'll be covering the linebackers then on wednesday we will be covering the secondary so that will be corners and safeties and then on friday one week from today jake will be in the hot seat where he will be breaking down his official mock draft, then Adam and I will be back on Wednesday where we will be doing our mock draft on the podcast, the two of us. And then on Thursday, I will be coming on in the morning. I will be by myself. I'll be riding solo where I will give everyone the latest with what I'm hearing, what's going on, what some of the juice uh, that that seems to be uh, percolating around the NFL draft. Then Friday morning, Adam and I will be back to talk about night one of the NFL draft. And then Monday morning or Monday night, Jake and I will be back 
to talk about the entire draft as a whole. And then eventually that week as well, Jake, we're going to have to do a dynasty show. Yeah. I got my dynasty draft the week after. I have yes. no idea who I'm drafting. Like, oh no! We'll oh see. no! Not not many, not many do at the, at this moment at this moment in time. But anybody who has the one one is drafting B. John Robinson. I don't, I don't want to hear otherwise. So that's it. We're done for Jake. I'm Bird. Everyone have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the weather if you are on the East Coast, wherever you are. Have a have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the weather wherever you are. Enjoy it. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later on Monday with the linebackers. Bye. Bye.